and welcome back to the podcast. My name's Sadie. And I'm Mar. And this is the show where we're reading the books that you don't have to. Come on. And today we're reading an end of summer novel. It's so sad, but it exciting. Is, it is sad. I feel like the summer went by so quickly for me. I don't it know. It did. It how, did. Yeah, how did you feel? I don't know, because sometimes around here in Washington, it feels extra long. Like, it starts in like May. True. But the thing too, I noticed is like the days get so long and it's so lovely, like in the middle of summer, like it'll literally be light out until 10 PM. And so the other day it was, the sun was setting around seven. I was like, I I was having a sad moment. But I love it for the kids. Cause like, then like when Alakai, like it'd be like nine o'clock, he's still not going to bed because it's so light out. It's coming through his room, which I'm like dark curtains should have done that. But now it's like dark out. I'm like, wow, it's 10 PM. Let's go to bed. Like it's night night. Goodbye. up forever at night and this made me stay up later because yes. I'm like I, I like you're trying to stay awake because like it's only seven yes Next, you know it's 1 a.m you're like what am I doing party animal that's what you're doing you're going crazy I'm going crazy <laughs> but so this is the end of summer book and we are reading the hotel Nantucket by Eileen Hildebrand wow. this is not her first rodeo it's she crazy. this is her 28th novel and she actually has how old is she oh I mean, she looks like her mid-40s. I'm not sure. But to write 28 novels by then, like, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Because novels take, like, a few years. Well, it depends. Some people can bust them out super quickly. Wow. Yeah. Dang. So this is, she actually has lived year-round on Nantucket Island since 1994. <gasps> Born so, and raised. Yeah. So this is, like, her setting. This is her home turf. Yeah. And so this book, just to give you guys kind of an overview, it is honestly the most nostalgic perfect end of summer read. Like if you guys are kind of wanting to pick up a last sort of like easy read before you really settle into the pumpkin spice of it all (laughs) and the spookiness of Halloween, everything coming up. If you want to, yes, if you want to just kind of hold on to summer, I would honestly say go read this book. Yeah, right now. Yes, because I really liked it. Yeah, so did I. I really, really liked it. It honestly reads like clue like you're meeting all of these characters and you're basically spending the summer with them mm-hmm. and it also kind of feels like you're watching reality tv of a summer that's what it feels yes, like that's so good because yes. when i was reading this book listening to it when i was reading this book i was like there's something about it that didn't feel like it was a book though where i was just like it's just not like the same as like every other book we've read and i was like it just feels like i'm like it could be a TV show. I'm just watching all these people hang out and seeing what's going on behind the scenes. But I liked that. Yes. It didn't like hurt my brain to read it. Well, it, there's parts of the narrator that's kind of takes you out of it as the reader. So like you will learn about all these characters, but then the narrator will talk and it'll be like, and this is what's going on. And now we're watching this person. So it Would kind of reads like Gossip Girl. Grace? Oh. And so if you don't know, which you don't because you ah. haven't read it, <laughs> Grace is a ghost yes. that has been haunting this hotel since like the 19, early 1900s. It, it was, yeah, because it was a hundred years that she's been there. Yes, early 1900s. And you'll find out why she's a ghost there. Mm-hmm. You'll find out what happened to her. Why her soul hasn't been able to rest. Ooh, but this book, it really does feel like, it feels like Gossip Girl at yes. those moments because there is a character in here as well that is writing things. People don't know who she really mm-hmm. is. It's it's so it's so many good things all at once. Yeah. But basically, the book starts off with just this really beautiful description of Nantucket Island. It's like very lush, very atmospheric. Like this book makes you feel like it. Ta- it takes a lot of time on the details. Yes, it does. Which honestly, usually I don't like. Yeah, I really don't. I'm she like did it in a very tasteful way. Yes. She would describe, it really made you feel like you're settling in for a summer. Mm-hmm. You know what it also reminded me of? What? 
the semi turned pretty. Have you seen that? <gasps> yes. Wow. It kind of feels like that, it huh? It does. Yes. It feels That's like good. you're just locked in for the summer. Yes. And this at this hotel, basically, I guess a summer season is, oh, I'm going to sound dumb now, 18 weeks. I'm pretty sure it's 18 weeks is the summer. And so it's, they call it the season. And so you just kind of really, as a reader, you get introduced to the island, you get you see how beautiful it is, and then you just kind of lock in for a summer yeah. with these people. Gives me like Hallmark movie vibes where it's like you're coming just to visit your family and then like you got to get a job because trying to get some money and then you meet all these people, fall in love, and you're like, should I stay? Should I go? Like it gave me that vibe. A hundred percent. And that, that's like the perfect way to end the summer. It I just is. feel like it's just, it's so good. So I really enjoyed it. But the way the character it starts off with her, the main character, her name is Lisbeth. She, mm-hmm. her full name is Lisbeth, but she goes by Lisbeth. Mm-hmm. I just, whatever. Lisbeth. Lisbeth. And. It still sounds like Elizabeth. I know. Lisbeth. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's L-I-Z-B-E-T. Lisbeth. Lisbeth. That's how they... Because you want to bet on her. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> So that's the main character. That's our girl. So we're mm-hmm. following Lisbeth for the summer. And how does the book open up, Mar, with Lisbeth? Oh, my gosh. What's going on with her? So first of all, she's a boss, okay? She's a boss girl. She meets her man of her dreams. His name is J.J. O'Malley. They're together for 15 years. 15 years already when this book starts. That's they built time. an entrepreneur together. Uh, uh, a restaurant, a restaurant called together the called Deck. The, the Deck. Mm-hmm. Right? Hit the deck. Hit the deck. Sweet life on deck. It was, <laughs> And it was a sweet life. It was and, a sweet life. Until. Until what happened. Until we find out that one night they're at this party, right? And she's got JJ's phone for some reason. And Elizabeth, she's just going through it and she sees the text message and she's looking at it. And she starts to realize that for 187 text messages, JJ's been talking and sending pictures of his little Peter to a girl named Christina. Who works at the restaurant with them. Yes. Serving wine. Serving wine. And he was serving and serving inappropriateness. Yes. And serving, honestly, serving jail. It's jail. Jail time. Jail. Jail time for them. Jail time. <laughs> yeah. So it's so unfortunate because 15 years together. And then what, what happens in the summer that happened to them as well? So it's really sad because they've been together, like you said, 15 years. And they got pregnant. And unfortunately, she had a miscarriage. And so they were suffering through the loss of a baby. And she was obviously like just going through it, trying to figure out how to handle herself. And so she was kind of like a little more distant. She didn't want to be touched. She was kind of pushing back on those things. So his little head got turned and he was stupid and honestly immature and just like did not obviously behave well. And so he literally turns to the arms of Christina. Yeah. Tina. Tina. Tina, honestly. We hate you. We hate, honestly. So so honestly though, we hate JJ more. We do hate JJ. They always talk about the homewrecker. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, JJ for Coco Melon. Oh. Basically, so yeah, so basically that's just like, she starts off with this great relationship. They're building an entrepreneur together and then it falls. She leaves. And so now she needs a job. She needs a job. And so she's looking around and there's this billionaire named Xavier Darling Mm -hmm. who basically he has decided that there's he's going to buy he did buy this hotel Nantucket that's like been abandoned because of our little ghosty girl yeah, our Ms. little Grace. ghosty girl Grace and so ever since the this fire this thing happened back in the early 1900s to the hotel everyone that's tried to kind of buy it again revamp it redo it it's never worked out and so Xavier Darling is like this London billionaire he's like I'm going to be the one to do it yeah. so he basically hires Elizabeth to be the general manager. He's like, you know what? You are going to help me in my mission because he basically, his goal is to get 
five keys. And Mara, yeah. what is this five keys about? Five keys are basically like five stars, but for hotels. And so there's this woman named Shelly Carpenter. She's very big on Instagram, but nobody knows actually who she is. Shelly is a... Uh, 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 gossip girl. She's a gossip girl. And she goes around and she all over the world. She stays in Airbnbs. She stays in breakfasts. Breakfast, breakfast in and breakfast. Bed, bed. <laughs> she stays B&Bs. in bed and breakfast. B&Bs. She stays in hotels. And, and, and if she gives you a good review, one out of five keys, right? And she's mm-hmm. never given five keys never before. Never given five keys. Never given five keys before. Basically, based off of that rating, tons of people are going to come to you. And so Xavier had this goal of like, I want to get five keys and so that really fueled Elizabeth it's like not only am I going to leave my man who is so cruel to me but I'm also going to do better than him yes. and I'm going to take over this hotel and in the summer my goal is to get five keys from Shelly and they are just hoping that maybe she'll stop by but they don't know who she really is yes and Xavier also gives a little bit of tea mm. to Lisbeth, which makes her even more intrigued yes. on like this whole hotel situation he says he's revamping the hotel to impress two women, one of them being Shelly Carpenter. So you kind of are like, okay, who is this other woman yeah. he's trying to impress? Why does she need to be impressed? What is going on? Yeah. So that kind of hooks you into what's going on with them. So basically, Lisbeth now is in charge of hiring a whole staff. Yeah. And so the first person, we're going to introduce these characters to you because basically I want you to just, I want you to picture you're meeting a cast. It's like reality mm. TV. You're meeting a list of people that you're going to spend the summer with because yes. that's how it feels reading this book. Yes. So the first person that she hires is for the front desk, yes. and her name is Edie. Edie. Who's Edie? Edie, she's this young girl. She's a teenager. She goes to school. She's on summer vacation. And basically, her backstory, it's pretty simple, but it makes you want to root for her throughout this whole entire time. And she learns to kind of uh, stick up for herself through other people that support her at the hotel. And we find out that she used to be in this relationship with this man named Jason. Could not be Jason. We don't remember. We don't care. But she's in a relationship with this man. Because <laughs> we hate him. Scum of the What's earth. What's all these men in this box? <laughs> We got some good men in here too. Yes. But uh, basically she was in this relationship where they started off so strong. They were cheering each other on and they and they were both wanting success in the same area. And then, but for some reason, Edie, she starts getting that success first and he becomes jealous. Really lame. And he's like, he's not happy for her. And so he kind of like starts asking for sexual favors from her that she's not really comfortable with, but she does because she feels like she owes it to him. Yeah. He starts just really basically trying to take over and like show his dominance and be powerful yeah. in like, honestly, their, the bedroom yeah. because he feels weak in his freaking normal life. It's Which, just so lame. It's so lame. And also, ladies, if you're ever in a relationship with like that, leave him. Yes. Leave him. Anytime that they're asking you to do something you're uncomfortable with, if they don't like immediately try to understand it, yep, no yeah. problem, then they are not it. Yeah. But basically, so they're, they're in this relationship and he starts kind of being forceful with her and he also decides to uh, videotape these things that are going on, which is so humiliating for Edie. And so throughout this book, you start to see that she's getting these Venmo requests for five hundred dollars, honestly, and and she, at first she'll deny them, and then he'll text her as if like he's watching her and he knows what she's doing at all times, and he like threatens her to send it to her mother, threatens to send it to um people, the future employers, future employers, all this stuff, and so she ends up the money that she makes out of the whole entire week, she ends up giving to him week after week, trying to make sure that uh, her reputation stays intact. Yeah. yeah, so that's what's going on with Edie. That's who you meet. She's on one side of the desk. So picture you walk into this hotel. There's like wood beams above you. There's yes. just, just a picture of the blue skies, the breeze, the salt, all of it. So you walk in, that's at one desk. You look over to the other desk, and there's this woman named Alessandra mm-hmm. working there. 
And Alessandra is a sneaky little snake. She's a con artist. She is a con artist. It's honestly giving Anna Delvey. That is who <laughs> this is giving. And if you know the show, go, you know, you know who this if girl you know, is. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Okay. I don't know. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> You've never watched it. No. It's so freaking good. I was going to do her voice, but it's so obnoxious. You Now you have to watch a little clip of it because her voice is crazy. I'll do your voice for them. No, I'm not okay, going to. Mind. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> you don't get that, okay? <laughs> um, but basically, Alessandra kind of schmoozes her way through the interview with Lisbeth. She kind of talks about all this time she spent in Europe where she's bouncing around, working at different hotels. Yes. But really, she's working the men at different she's hotels. Wow. She is working these men. Because honestly, <clears throat> what she does is she has been raised by a mom who her way of kind of providing for her kid, Alessandra, was she was working double shifts. She'd work really hard. But then basically, she would have all these men home and she would steal from them. She would take it money out of their wallets and she would kind of use men to basically provide for her life. And so yeah. Alessandra kind of is like, well, that's what I've learned. That's how I'm going to provide for myself. So she's trope, traipsing around Europe, just bopping around, getting all these men to give her money and buy her things. And so she kind of comes back. She's like, okay, we're starting scratch. We're going to go somewhere new. So she ends up on a Tekken Island and she's like, you know what? I'm going to find a real rich baller. And she's like, and I'm going to take his money. She really wants to get married though. She does. She wants to just basically to get married, lock it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, this is what it's showing. And like, yeah, she like, she kind of puts herself out there in dangerous situations. And, you know, she's trying to be rich, but then have this lifestyle for her life. But at the end, she really realizes she just wants to be taken care of. Yeah. But she gets there. She comes on a ferry. She meets this man. His name is Michael. And at first we're rooting for them. He's like, he does. He's honest with her up first. Uh, so we thought of that. Her and her, him and his hut, him and <laughs> <laughs> him and his wife are on a break. They're about to get divorced, and so he's like, "Come with me. I'm in here for town." Which again, eh, red flag red does flag. not matter. I say, show me the divorce papers. Oh, this second you hear, we're about to. Where? No, 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 no. Yeah. So slime ball. Oh yeah. Slimy, what are you thinking? I'm trying to think. Like, would it? Like, what would I do in oh, this situation? Oh my gosh. If, so, if they're like, we're off. If they like, is if it my you, fault? If he said we're on a break, I think what's unfortunate is it's like, well, that's his, he is the one in the relationship, right? Oh, his sure. responsibility is to his wife. His wife's responsibility yes. is him. But if you have any kind of like high character, if you hear we're on a break, if you just have any sense that things are not finalized, not yes. finished, not there's no closure, no, goodbye. Because it is, it's like, why would you ever want to be the person that's like messing around with some? couple for sure and it's also not even healthy for you because you deserve better like get somebody that's not already in transition to lose their first wife like it's it's also just disrespectful to like a relationship even if it is falling apart it's like don't just wait until they're finished like let them finish Mm -hmm. their business you don't need to be the one in there messing around with it and also like you'll feel bad like it just uh, all around but at the time um alessandra she didn't technically know that they weren't actually divorced it was just a front that he was putting on so she's like living with him spending time with him doing deeds with him all of this stuff a summer house in antigua okay so just picture that okay beautiful gorgeous she's like this man i'm gonna get i'm gonna i'm gonna be his new wife that's what's going through her head until she finds out the truth that he's actually still married that their family's gonna come back and he's like you knew what you're getting two kids yes two kids he didn't really plan to leave them he was just using her and so she's like you know what you want to use me i'm gonna use you and i'm gonna turn your life upside down it is crazy the things that this woman did it is actually insane the things that she did she is a psychopath oh literally honestly the same thing kind of genius so what does she do okay she puts 
a little Chanel eyeshadow in the wife's makeup drawer. One that's not her shade. Not her shade. She puts a pair of size six crystal studded stilettos mm-hmm. in her closet. Yep. Not her not her size. Okay. Yep. And she leaves a positive pregnancy test tucked away into the copy of a book titled Good in Bed that sits on top of the novels of this wife's nightstand. And honestly, she's so smart for this because number one, she was like, okay, well, if you're going to do this, like, okay, before she did any of this, she was a con artist times two because she's like, fine, I'll leave and I won't let them ever know, but you will have to give me $50,000 and also these Louis Vuitton bags. And he gives it to her. Mm-hmm. So now she's basically rich in her eyes. But honestly, what I love, though, the quote in the book was she's, like, describing how she's like, fine, I'll leave. I'll walk away. You just have to do exactly what you said. Give me this money. So she's kind of like, I'll leave. I won't tell your wife. Mm -hmm. But she still sabotages him. She puts all these things in place. And she says, will you notice all these? And then um, Aline Hildebrand writes, he will not. Alessandra guesses because men don't pay attention to the way women live. Not really. I was like, Oh, so because true. honestly, so true. What man is going to look, what man, I, if I told you the makeup that I had, there's yeah. no way yeah. that Joel be able to know. Joel knows makeup. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, but he would not know the brands. He, would, he wouldn't know the brands and he wouldn't know if that's not something that you bought. No, 100%. Literally, even like all the way down, men, honestly, they take us, like they don't understand how smart we are on a different level. Oh, it's different. It might not always be book smart, but oh my gosh, if I see a hair tie, <gasps> that, the is, hair tie. that I know is not a brand or even or a different color, or a different color mm-hmm. than what I would use. Oh, don't try to make me feel stupid. Stupid. I know it's not mine because I've only ever bought this one brand. And you're trying to tell me that maybe I bought it for something. No. If you find the hand towels with like makeup on it, yes. oh, you can. No. Exactly. <laughs> Mark, no. you just go, I'm yes. No. <laughs> because honestly, that is a problem. Like, She's, just think, think that you don't even know your wife's shoe shines or don't know. Shoe shines. <laughs> Mark is heated. <laughs> Like, she doesn't wear bright blue eyeshadow. Like, are you kidding yes. me? But these are the details and the things that Alessandra knows men don't see. So she yes. plants all of this stuff. Wow. And then she basically waltzes right on over and gets a job at the front desk. Yeah. So that's our front desk staff. That's what's going on. Wait, but before oh, we keep move on, going. I'm sorry. Oh, go, no. Just like the wife finds out. The wife finds out. Oh, are we going to go into that now? Let's go into I that now. going into her Let's story. do it right yeah. now. Let's do so it right now. Heidi. We love her, Heidi. Heidi Klum. <laughs> um, we love you. She's on America's Next Top Model. <laughs> Married a seal. I love it. Oh, oh no. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Basically, Heidi, she comes back and she's like, she she goes over to Heidi her Heidi is the wife. If the we didn't Heidi state is, that. Yeah, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Heidi is Michael's wife. The And... and, and it's, you know, basically, she comes back and she starts finding all these things and she goes over to Lyric's house, which Lyric is the neighbor. She's the best friend. And she's like, she's like, I think, well, she's like, I think something's going on. And she's like, well, have you found anything? And she's like, no, like, like, I just have this feeling that he, he's lying to me. And she's like, well, maybe if you find something, then, you know, then. So she finds the stuff. And then we find that not only is Alessandra a kleptomaniac, but we also find that she is a psychopath. Yes. Because she's wit. In to Heidi's neighbor's house, Lyric's house, she stole the shoes, the pregnancy test, and also the eyeshadow, the eyeshadow from Lyric and put it in Heidi's house to make Heidi think that her husband was having an affair with her best friend, also her neighbor from next door. 
honestly genius. Genius. But so incredibly messed up. And it was crazy because Lyric hadn't told anybody that she was pregnant yet. She was happily married, about to have her fourth baby, and she was going to tell Heidi that she was pregnant. And then Heidi finds out herself, and now she thinks, now Heidi's husband's upset, Michael's wife is upset, and then she's like, no, like, there might have been times that we looked at each other and, like, whatever, but I... What? You know what? I'm sorry. When Heidi was, like, telling Lyric about the fact that she thinks she has an affair, Lyric Loki gets jealous that it was never with her. Yes, because she w- had these weird moments where she's like, yeah, our legs bumped under the table. And yeah, sometimes when I'm in my pool, I think about maybe he's next door and is the top stairs. Watching like, watching me. Honestly, you're happily married? Question mark? Amen. Excuse me? I think it's natural to be like, oh, I wonder what it would have been like. Not to be like married to a certain person, but be like, I wonder what married if I married anybody else. Of course. That's natural. But it doesn't mean that you actually have a person in mind. Like, I wonder what it's like to marry him. And what is he watching me from the window? Let alone your next door neighbor. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so sorry. And so your best friend's husband. You're visualizing it. That's what's going on. Like, you're not just like, oh, that'd be, what would it, my life have been like if I got married to someone else? You're literally visualizing what would have been like if I got married to that person. Yes, a very specific Messed person. Up. Emotional cheating, honestly. Yes. But so now their whole relationship is in cahoots because Alessandra is like, I'm going to mess up your life. Not mm-hmm. only your life, but Heidi's life too. So yep. that that's Alessandra. That's so, what she's got going so on. So she's clickety-clacking at the front desk too. So those are our two and ladies. clickety <laughs> the men that are coming in there too. You know what? She's got a lot going on. She does because her whole bit, right, is that she basically is like using these men for money. So men yes. will come into the hotel, this beautiful, bougie, fancy, amazing yes. hotel. And she will kind of like... Keep an eye on who the ones that are looking a little rich. She she notices the brands. She they come in and she will take a little sticky note. Yes. She'll put it on their card when she hands it back to them. And she's like, here's my personal number if you need anything at I'm all. I'm here for you. Call me. Literally. Kindly. So basically, and some of these men will give her a little wink back. You need help making your bed. Okay. So they or give her making it. Or unmaking it. Oh. But also, she was also trying to get good reviews. Yes. So the whole point also it going on at the same time is like they're trying to get these five keys, right? So Elizabeth is hiring. So now we have our front of house staff. We yes. have our we have the two ladies that are working the desk. Yep. And so we've hired those two people. And the whole time they're trying to like make this place just the most amazing thing ever. And Xavier says, every week I will reward a thousand dollar cash prize to the staff member who basically just outperformed, who's outshined, who's just yep. doing amazing. Alessandra is outperforming, outshining, but not working at the front desk. She yeah. is outperforming out chatting in the bedroom. In the streets, on the with sheets. The, oh, with these men, the men that come into the hotel. Yes. So basically she will mess around with them, do the things and flirt in exchange essentially for them reviewing her. You know what? She could have also asked line. for a tip. She's like, there's only one thing you could do for me. Just leave it a good review and mention my name. Why would, would really They help. are not going to give her $1,000 though. Xavier will. No, but you could say like a little tip might help. That's true. You give me a tip, I give you a tip. But... <laughs> Tip for tip. tip for, no, literally. Tip for tip. <laughs> but she knows you'll get $1,000 if Xavier sees the review. So yes. she just goes, drop my name in a review online. Yes. That's like, that's the least you could do for me. Yeah. Because she'll basically cry and they'll be like, oh, but this was such a lovely time we shared together. They're all going back to their wives. Yeah. They're going back to their lives. So they all feel bad. So she basically, well, if you could at least give me a good review for yeah. my boss, that would be amazing. So that's what's going on with Alessandra. So these two ladies work in the desk. Then Elizabeth's going on and hiring the cleaning staff, okay? Yes. She hires Magda. Who's Magda? Magda, she's in charge. She's older, okay? She's in charge. She's been doing this, okay? She's been cleaning places. She's been doing she all the on all of like the boats and like, yes, yes she was literally head of 
massive yachts and ships. Like yes. she was professional. She's professional. And right, you know, and we at first, and we'll get to it later probably, but you know, we just look at her and we think she's a sweet little old lady. She's in charge of the 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 cleaning and she's in charge of these other two people that are helping her maid. But she's just kind of in charge. She's their secretary yes. or supervisor. Yes, supervisor. So she's just like crushing it. And then Lisbeth also hires. Oh, so she gives Magda the chance. She goes, okay, hire your cleaning staff because yes. she really trusts Magda. So Magda hires a cleaning staff. One of them is BB. She's just this single mom. She's a sweet girl. She's working hard. She's kind of not a big character in the book, but yeah. she is important because the other person that gets hired, yes. they work together a lot. His name is Chad. Yes. Chadwick. Yeah. And it's honestly hilarious because— um, Eileen Hildebrand, author of the book, she kind of gives a nod to like the whole Nantucket of it all where he's like the polo boy, he's the rich boy. He's just kind of like your quintessential like white dude who's like lived every summer in total bouginess. And so he basically is like, I would like to apply for a job as a cleaner. Mm -hmm. And Magda's like, you're joking. She like, looks. Your dad's at, a billionaire. Why are you doing this? Yeah, she looks at him and she's like, you're kidding, right? Because he's literally a Chad. Yeah. Like, so hilarious to me. I was like, of course, they would pick Chad. But he wants a job. And you find out why. Basically, so like the summer before or the year before, he, so his whole entire life, he's partying, living it up. His dad is, his dad does not want his children to work. He works hard so they don't have to work because he never had that as a child growing up. And so his child's job is just to be a kid, be a fool, and his parents will cover it up for him. So they're, he's having a party at the house. They're, and he learned this trick in school that if you take a knife and you and you cut the top of a wine bottle or whatever, that it'll it's c- called clean like off. the saber. Like if you're sabering the top of the wine, it's like have oh, you seen that? Yeah, literally- yeah. And it, and it's really cool. But the problem is that he was so internalized with himself. He was also intoxicated and high, and he was yes. on cocaine. Yes, he was on everything. And everything. so he goes out there. He's like, oh, I got a gold trick to show everybody. And so he decides to just do it in the middle of a party. With a massive, not like a regular kitchen knife, like a yeah. saber. Yeah, massive. Like mm-hmm. you're cutting grass with that sucker. <laughs> like <laughs> that's what he used. And, and he does it. And at first, like he's feeling so good about himself. And then it all quickly comes down when he noticed that his best friend has glass in his eye. He has literally, he's holding his eye. His name's Patty, his best friend. He's holding his eye and he pulls his hand back and the cork, which has been sliced, so it's with shards of glass, the cork is coming out of his Uh, eye socket. Yeah. Okay, so literally there's this massive rager party going on and he's like, look at this cool party trick. Slices it off. It's in his best friend's eye. So basically they call the ambulance he gets rushed over there. Chad the whole time is just like literally coming down from his high. He's like, I'll pay for everything. I'll pay for yeah. it. It's fine. I'll pay for it. While he's there waiting to see what's going on with his best friend and a guy at the party calls him and is like, hey, you need to pick up. Finally calls him back. He's like, your house is on fire and your dog's dead. Yeah. Crazy. He leaves and like something happens with the match. Next thing you know, everything like the, the deck got burned and the dog also died in the midst of it. And this dog, like, he loved this dog. And basically his family loved this dog. And so this whole entire time, like, he, it, this all started from him. Like, just throwing a party when he shouldn't have been throwing one. His parents were gone. He wasn't supposed to have anyone over. Yes. And just, like, obviously drinking under the age. Like, all these things that you just should not be doing. Hurt his friend. And, like, at the same time, all this stuff is happening and he has no consequences. None. No consequences. None. Because his parents basically, their whole thing is that they just care about their image. They care yeah. about their reputation. So they just try to cover everything up. And Chad is just so overwhelmed with guilt. And basically, when Patty gets out of the hospital, his he's blind in one eye. And so they literally say, he has this whole rant to Chad where he's basically, you're privileged. 
you're spoiled, you're ridiculous, screw you, and leaves. And so then Chad kind of has the first hit of self-realization where he's kind of like, wait, looking at his life, being like, what is the purpose of what I'm doing? What, How am I living? Who are my friends? So he's like, you know what? I want to do something about it. And in his mind, he's like, I want to pay from some of my own money because his parents are just like, we'll cover it. We've got lawyers. Yeah. We'll basically keep everything hush-hush. They call the parents of every single kid that was at the party, say bribes, do things just to get them where they're just not- Give them party favors. Yes, nothing's going to go wrong. So Chad's like, no, I want to contribute. I want to pay. So he basically is going into getting this job, cleaning toilets, folding sheets, with Magda and BB at the Hotel Nantucket. Yeah. So that's why he's there. And so then you've got those characters, right? You've got your front desk, you've got your cleaning staff. So Lisbeth's got them all hired and she's like, okay, amazing. I'm going to go and she's going to have her first like kind of soft launch grant opening. So she goes to the hotel, right? She's like excited for their kind of first day. Guess who shows up? Guess who shows up to just ruin it? Just squash it, just ruin it. O'Malley. O'Malley, if you don't know, that's the ex again. That's yeah, JJ. JJ O'Malley. We oh hate him. Gosh. So he shows up and what does he do, Mar? He literally proposes. He literally is like, babe, I missed you. I messed up. I want to marry you. He's like, I will marry you. Can you imagine literally having a 15-year relationship? He cheats on you. That's the first time he comes back in your life. He's like, I want to marry you. So manipulative because I think that is so manipulative because yeah. obviously. Just because someone cheats on you does not mean that the feelings that you have for them goes out the window. Like, that's why it's a heartbreak because you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so in love with this person and they hurt me so badly. Mm -hmm. And so here she is. Here's Elizabeth. Like, I can't imagine things that were going through her mind. Like, it says a little bit where she's like, bro, no, you cheated. Like, sorry. Which, like, so strong of her because I feel like 15 years, I feel like there's got to be this pool of like, oh, I could say yes, I could forgive and everything will go back to how it was. Like, there must be a desperateness inside of you that could wish that you could just go back to how things were. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that she could have done that. And she was so strong. And she's like, I'm not doing that. And what honestly was the cherry on top is, so he's down on one knee, just like professing his love. And she's like, no, no. And she tries to walk away and he grabs her arm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you hear this voice, this guy comes over and it's Mario Subiasco. Oh, Mario Ooh, Mario. Mario. He is the most bougie chef, right? Mm-hmm. He is top dog in the mm-hmm. chef world, okay? He comes over and goes, can I help? And this is just iconic because JJ is the chef at the deck, right? Yes. And Mario is like his idol. Yeah. He's the guy who's like, if you could meet one person, it's Mario. Yes. And freaking Xavier Darling, the billionaire boy, yeah. has hired Mario to be the chef at the Hotel Nantucket. Yeah. And at this point, Elizabeth didn't even know that because yeah. she was like, I don't know who you hired for this for the kitchen. I don't yeah. know that because she's like general manager. But he was like, no, don't even worry about it. Like Xavier's like, don't worry about who it is. Yeah. I've got them hired. Mm-hmm. So this guy comes over and he's he's dark and tan and attractive. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, can I help you? Yeah. He goes, hey, I think we need you inside. Yeah, and JJ, so JJ's sitting there, he's licking at his literal idol. And he goes, oh my gosh, like, you're, you're Mario. You're Mario. Mario. <laughs> um, and he's like, you're meeting his idol. And, and Mario comes up to... um. Elizabeth, he's like, hey, like, I think we need you inside or whatever. And he goes, and JJ's like, you work here? And he goes, yeah. And JJ's like, well, you know what? Like, hyping himself up. He's like, you know, I, I work at the deck. I own the deck. Have you ever heard of it? And Mario, so sweet. He goes like, sorry, never heard of it. So good, which is like, of course. JJ. Like, your Amazing. idol's like, sorry, never heard of that restaurant. You're wasting my time. Yeah. And he goes inside, though, and tells Elizabeth, he's like, I'm going to be honest. I have heard of the deck because, like, it's a great place. But, like, I was not going to give him that satisfaction, like, for you. You know? But it's so good. And so then he makes this drink after. They have a little chit-chat. They yes. have a little banter. And so that's Mario. So you meet this 
head chef, then you kind of see, okay, they have maybe a little, a little, little, little intrigue, little something, a little buzz, a little buzz, a little flirty. Mm-hmm. And so then the other character that's important to this story that you meet is um, a person named Richie, and yes. he works, it's called the night monitor, or what is it? The night the auditor. Auditor, yeah. So he's basically doing all their bills and everything, but he works only at night, which I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Where they would hire people to work, obviously just the night shift, but he was specifically the auditor working at night. So he could do all their bills, all the things, so that in the morning, They're ready everything to go. is ready to go, which I didn't know. I thought that yeah. was cool. I'm like, That's very smart. Yeah. It's like, get the bills ready so when they people are ready for checkout. That's like, um for a lot of bakeries, obviously, it's like you work all night so that yeah. when they open at 5 a.m., all, everything's fresh. Wow, everything's from bake- yeah. yeah. So a lot of bakeries that have all their staff working at night. Crazy. And then that you have people that will serve, like, obviously in the during morning. the day and stuff. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So Richie is the night auditor. And then you have a family that basically is staying there for the whole summer. So you have, obviously, the characters that are coming in and out of the hotel. But the kind of only ones that really important was this family that just stayed there the whole summer. And it's a mom and her two kids. And she's basically just, like, going through a divorce. And she's kind yep. of like, hey— all my cards are frozen. I have to pay in cash, but I do have the cash. I have yeah. these two kids. Like, so that was like the first uh, person that comes into the hotel that's like books a space yeah. there, and she stays the whole summer. Yeah, her name's Kimberly. Kimberly, and her daughter's name is Wanda. Wanda, yeah, so cute. which is really cute because like Kimberly, she she meets Richie since he's like the night auditor. She meets him at the bar. Um, at night that Mario is like the chef of, obviously he's not there right now, but she, she meets him at the bar and they kind of start hitting it off. And she's like, man, like anybody would be lucky to be with you. And he's like, yeah, like who? I work the night shift. She goes, well, I have insomnia, so I'll be here every night. Mm-hmm. And like she, you know, and so they kind of start getting romantic with each other and falling in love. And it's like this sweet story. Everyone's cheering them on. And we find out that Richie, like he's actually pretty dirt poor. And so, you know, he's been living in his car, but we don't find that out. And so, a little bit later because he never wanted Kimberly to feel like he was using her, mm-hmm. which I thought was like really sweet, but also at the same time, like, ah, oh, man, like I understand, but also like you got to be honest up yep. front. You know, I feel like that's something that's small. I mean, but I feel I, like it's hard because you don't know how like serious it's going to get. You don't yes. know if you're going to date for a couple days. So or, why like, tell them everything about yourself? Well, right. Because you you're kind of like, well, is this going to be important? Is it not? I don't need to share my business with everybody. Yeah. So you're trying to figure out. I feel like that's always when you're going on dates is trying to figure out like how soon do you share information? Like yes. how soon is too soon? Is this like, is this going to scare you off? Is this so he was kind of waiting, but uh, he's got his own, his own, he's hiding stuff he's as hiding well. Stuff, he's yeah. hiding some things. So these are all the characters you meet. At the same time, Grace is the ghost who's just kind of going around. She's sort of narrating what's going on. So this is really feeling like, honestly, it's feeling like Knives Out. Did you watch that? I did see Knives Out. That's what this is feeling like. Yes. All of these characters, all of these storylines, all of these little secrets and personal dramas and things. So that's what's going on in Lisbeth the whole time. I just think her storyline is so good because she's kind of just, overarching, like seeing the whole hotel, making sure that's working. But then also she and Mario start to have a little bit of a relationship. A little bit of a relationship. It's honestly really sweet. It's one of the times that I, this is the kind of romance in a book that I don't mind. Yeah. Where it's like not too much, not too heavy. Like she basically, they start like having like, uh, I can't remember their first interaction. Where was their first romantic interaction? Well, I remember he like asked her on a date. mm -hmm. He calls her. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is iconic, you guys. Because he asked her on a date. He says, I'll have pick up the place, pick up the time. Don't you worry. Picks her up. Guess wait, where wait, he wait. takes her to? The deck. The freaking deck. That JJ owns. Honestly, wait, so good. But he actually tells her on the phone, though, that he's going to take her there. He's like, I was thinking the deck. Is that okay? She's like, 
Yes, sir. And I was like, does this man not remember the first interaction he had with JJ? At first, I was like, is he kidding me? But, oh, he remembers. Oh, because he remembers. they go in there, and guess who, though, is working the freaking front desk that was Lisbeth's job? Guess who it is? No other than the slut herself. Yeah. Oh, Chris, sorry. No other than that. <laughs> That's only how it feels reading it, because you're rude for Lisbeth the whole time. No Christina. No other than the hoe herself. <laughs> Christina. Christina. And honestly, what is so iconic is that they go in there, right? Mario is just breezing in with Lisbon on his arm. They go sit down at the table that's like always drives to like the fanciest people, whatever. The George Clooney's of the world, okay? Yes. And literally, Christina's like, oh my gosh, freaking out, freaking out because she sees Mario first. And you and so Lisbon can hear her kind of being like, oh my gosh, hi, welcome. Thank you so much for coming to the deck. We're so, you're amazing. Like, can I, and then literally Lisbon walks up behind him. She's like, oh, and literally drops yes. like all the stuff she's holding. So iconic. And literally Mario just gives her the brush off. Yeah. He's like looking, holding Lisbeth's hand, like holding her hand, whatever, talking. She's like, can I get you the wine list? He goes, not yet, Tina. He's like, hold Ooh. your horses, Tina. I'm so sorry. Someone that you don't have closest with, when you like hit him yes. with that, with like in a demeaned tone, Tina, no, thank you. Yeah. And he goes, Tina, I'll be fine. So he sends her away. And then there literally JJ comes out and it's this whole moment where he's seen his idol romantically now yes. on a date with his ex. Yes. Everything you want. Yes. And she's looking good. She's looking good. Okay. Like so good. And my favorite part is like before they even walked in there goes, he's like, let's go make people jealous. Like he like wanted, and I love this because it wasn't in this self-righteous way of like he wanted to. It wasn't rub putting it them JJ, down. Yes. Or rub it into JJ's face. What he wanted to do was he wanted to empower Elizabeth. He wanted to go in there and be like, uh, look what you lost. It is so embarrassing that you went for Christina and not Elizabeth because now look at her. She's got her own hotel. She's dating your idol. And guess what? Mm, I was just kidding. We're actually not even going to eat here. We just wanted to show you that we made our way in here. But mm, this place is just a little too distasteful yes. for me. For Mario, your idol. He literally takes Elizabeth out and already goes, no, I think we'll go somewhere. The staff is a little bit more polished. Yeah. Waltz is right out. And that's crazy because, like, I, I imagine there's probably paparazzi around. Oh, fancy. And so now people are going to be like, wow, Mario, the chef himself, walked out of the deck because he thought it wasn't polished enough. Yes. Don't go to the deck. It's got two keys. Yeah. You know two keys. <laughs> We're going to start saying that. Be like, mm, one key. One key. Mm, mm, third that's key. That's why we're rating our books from now on. <gasps> Honestly, go on our latest uh, episode or our latest um, uh, Instagram post. Yes. And put five keys. Put five Just five keys. keys. No no explanation because yes. we've seen you. We see you guys with the raisin. We see you the guys raisin, with, with all. The hashtag. Yes, we see you. We Nessa see you. Nessa is nasty. Nessa is nasty. On, you we know love who you guys. Are. So go ahead and put five keys. Yes. No explanation, and we know who you are. We know you're a real one. We know you're a real one. But so that's basically what happens. So then he takes her back to his place and he cooks for her and then he goes in the bedroom yeah. and he does more for her. Yeah, and he they cooks did. it up for sure. <laughs> He's cooking. So, Never mind. Yeah, okay. So they just have this like lovely moment. So they start their romance. So basically that's what's going on with all these characters and just like the whole time there's the ghost floating around and the business starts to pick up. People start hearing about the ghost. They do hear, oh my gosh, it's haunted. So the rest or the hotel's doing so well. Things are all happening. It's just all this you're figuring out on the way. So yeah. we're kind of telling you all the little characters and all the storylines as like one little bit. But this is all information you're kind of finding out as you're reading. So the summer is going along and it's going really, really well. And so you're getting to the end of the summer and they're going, okay, well, we hope Miss Shelley Carpenter has visited. Like we hope yeah. she's written about it. We're at the end of the summer. Like, oh my gosh, what do we do? And so they're hoping like all oh, their service was great. They're hoping everything went well. Guess who was Shelly Carpenter? 
The review comes out. It's amazing. It's stunning. They've done it. They have met it. They've they have got five keys, people. And guess who was Shelly Carpenter the whole time? Miss Kimberly herself. Kimberly, the single mom with the two kids who stayed there the whole summer. Yes. She was like this eclectic woman, right? Everyone kind of, like, she had, like, purple and blue hair, green yeah. and purple hair when they Not first got there. what you were expecting. Orange hair later. She just was, like, kind of all over the place, disheveled. She... Just was not what they thought. And the whole time it was her. And the way that they all treated her the entire summer, it all made her feel so welcome, so warm. And she basically was like, I'm done reviewing now. Like, I've given my fifth key. She's like, I'm turning the chapter. I'm going to go on with Richie and my love life. And she's kind of like, so just this really good reveal. It's so exciting because you're just like, wait. It's so interesting, too, because, like, this whole entire time she's there and she's living with them and getting to know them. And and they she knows how big it means for them to have the fifth key. Yes. She knows this. And yet she and she hears them talking about the Shelly person. And yet she still stays quiet. And I was like, the crazy part is that she wrote in her review that it wasn't, like, all these fancy things that they had that made them such a— why she gave them the fifth key. It was the people. Mm-hmm. And it's like she literally, like, she stayed there for, like, the whole summer. Yes. But while she was there, she was still putting out reviews about other places she— was at and so I was like man how long does she stay in these places and then when does she actually review them yep you know it's not like she comes and reviews the next day like she was there a whole month still reviewing other places and so it's just like it's crazy that you never know who's amongst you yep and the other part is Xavier the whole time right he's wanting to impress these two women Shelly Carpenter so he impressed her right she gave the five the five stars he finally comes to stay at the hotel and you find out who Mm. the second woman he wanted to impress is it's Magda. It's Magda. The head of the cleaning staff. And he basically has had this like deep romantic like love for her for 30 years. It blows my mind. 30 years he's loved this woman who's just a strong woman. She's a sweet woman. She's just like really like sure of herself. Yes. And he, he, I mean, anybody that has a billionaire that's been like, I'm in love with you for yeah. 30 years. Blows my mind. And this whole entire time we're thinking, Magda, you sweet little old lady. She's a freaking millionaire. She's a millionaire. Because she, she got some money, she invested in it, and it grew. And she's a literal millionaire. Yes. And she's just working because she wants to. She loves, like, working. Yeah. She's, like, this, that kind of woman. And so he comes to the hotel, stays there. He's like, yep, it's amazing. And he finally he proposes to Magda. and then With a beautiful pink ring. And she says, no, because she's like, I don't love you that way. She's like, I've, like. That, okay. That was she, her. like, blew it off. And I was like, okay, Magda. Yeah. Like, she's like, I, you're just a friend to me, but she's been having sex with him for 30 years, you know? Off and that's and all on. she— It's not like enough this. For her not, to not like, like— Yeah, you're right. Enough for her to at least be like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but he sorry. must have known, though. He must have known that she wasn't into him, like, that because whole she time. Said she said—he even called her an independent woman that nobody can get to her. Yep. But he's like, but maybe I can. It just made, it kind of made me bro- break for him a little bit because I was like, man, 30 years to love the same woman. And like, no matter how many other people we were with, they're like, it's just not Magda. Yep. It's not Magda. One day she's going to be my wife. And she's like, I'm not meant to be a wife. You yeah. can't hold me down, boo. Yes. So he basically is like, well, that was the whole reason I really wanted this hotel. She bought the hotel for him. Like, yeah. he, he bought, bought the hotel <laughs> for her. But in a turn of events, she ends up buying the hotel. Because Why? he tried to sell it. Because literally he's like, well, that was the whole point. I wanted to impress you. I wanted you to marry me. And so he's like, I'm going to sell it. And I, that was the whole point. That yeah. was the whole point. I don't need this property. I'm going to sell it, make a profit. And so then everybody that's had this amazing summer there, that's worked there, all these people that their lives have been changed over the summer there. And, and they were planning to come back. Yes, work the next summer. They're all like, what are we going to do? And so freaking Magda comes to save the day. She does. And she purchases a hotel with 
Chad's dad of all people. Yeah. That's just like a random, you don't really, it's not a big deal, but it's more that Magda saved it, purchased hotel. And so then you have Mario and Elizabeth who are just like happy and in love and they're planning to work again the next summer and all these characters you've met. It's like such a good story. Yeah. And that summer is just like wrapping up to a close and everybody's kind of moving on. All the storylines mm-hmm. are being wrapped up with a little bow. And you find out the ghost. That's the last one we have to talk about. Yes. Miss Gracie. Miss Grace. Miss Gracie. She was a 19-year-old maid back in the 1900s yep. when the hotel first opened. And unfortunately, she was being she was having an affair with the owner. Yes. But it was it was a power dynamic. He was yeah. quite a bit older than her. Obviously, she was a maid, he was the owner. It was just like not good. And essentially the wife found out about it. Yeah. Burnt the whole place down to a crisp, knowing Grace was in locked in a room. Yeah, because she locked her there. Yep. And this part is like what blows my mind is nowadays, like, yes, like, especially as being a Christian, it's like you should fight for your marriage. And these two, they were not fighting for their marriage at all. But it's also like that that part of the thing is like, okay, if you're going to the point where you're like, I'm going to have to be unfaithful to my wife. It's like, well, then maybe you should wrap up what you're doing first. Because when he found out he's been awakened by flames, right? He just had had sex with Grace. He comes back, comes back to his room and he's like, I thought I got away with, you know, whatever. My wife is asleep. And then he's like, wake up in flames. And I go down there and I'm looking for her. I'm like, where is she? Where is she? And then my wife is like, uh, I locked her in a room. She's not getting out. She didn't make it. And because she set the fourth floor on, on fire, which is where he like kept her there because he didn't want other people to know about her. And But he like tried to run back in there to get her. And I was just like, okay. This man is showing that he is so in love with her. This is heartbreak for him. And I was like, but you're not caring about your wife that way. So if you're truly in love with somebody, you're your own business, man. I don't think people are really going to care if you decide to end things with your wife to be with this maid. Like, I, it just blew my mind because I was like, wow, he was really heartbroken by the fact that she died. And I was like, what are you wasting your time for? Why are you with people that do not make you better, do not make you feel better, that are so honestly cruel to be able to kill somebody just because like you're a little bit jealous? She should have just left him. 100%. I think it was two things. I think it was like that time and age of like how things looked. Like you did not get a divorce mm. no matter what. It was yeah. like you guys stayed together thick and thin. Everything was hush-hush. You kept any of your business hide, hidden away. And then also it's like he, I think it was literally a power dynamic thing of like he, yeah. didn't, he wasn't going to be with a maid. Yeah. Slimy. So anyway, that's what was happening with the ghost. So Gracie's just been haunting the whole place and it finally comes out. The story's revealed. Yeah. And it's just all these storylines, all these people over the summer. It's set in the most beautiful place. Like, yeah. it is such a good book. It kind of all wraps up. And I don't know. I'm just so, what did you think, Mar? What was your final, like, thoughts? How did you leave feeling this book as we wrap up? Well, I just really liked how all of them, like, wrapped up because we we find out that Edie, like, uh, Alessandra, she, she helps Edie, like, fight back. And so she doesn't have to send this guy money anymore. And he ends up giving her all her money back because what he was doing was basically a felony. Alessandra, you know, she, she's truthful about who she was and what she's done. And she she moves on. And she's like, I know I'm not a good person. And she's like, but that that's just kind of who I am. But, you know. She had a moment, yeah, where she was just like, she acknowledged it all. She told yeah. it all to Edie. She gave all the money that she was making from these uh, little moments with the men. Yes. yes. And she gave it to Edie. They ended up splitting it. Mm-hmm. And she was going to go work at a different coast this summer, kind of start Well, afresh. she didn't split it. She gave it all to Edie. She gave it $4,000. She did. But then Edie was like, no, I can't take all. Oh. So they ended up splitting. But yeah, gotcha. exactly. She wanted to give it all. Yes. And she was like, okay, I'm starting off on the West Coast next summer. Yep. Fresh start, yep. new me. 
And J- yeah, and so you see that Chad. we see Chad, who like throughout this the the time, like her, his dad and family were so did not want him working because it just wasn't good for the family name that he built. And you see Chad's dad purchase this hotel, and, and in a way of like I didn't. Some people he literally said some people might think that I purchased this for my son, but really I just wanted to show him what my firm could do because he wanted Chad to to take over his business basically. And he's like, so I hope that he'll take over the business because he can see like the things we can purchase. But on top of that, if he decides to stay at the hotel, he has my full support, which he didn't before. And so I think we see that. We see Magda being a strong woman and saying, I don't need no man. You know, we see Elizabeth riding off at the sunset with Mario. We see Miss Bro, you know what we see with Richie though? Oh, Richie, Richie, the auditor, falls in love with Shelly slash Kimberly. Doesn't even know that about her till the very end. He's becoming a dad to these two kids. Shelly's leaving. Kimberly, my bad, is leaving. <laughs> and then at the very end, you know, chaos is going on. And Elizabeth comes back into the room and she sees police officers there. She's like, what's going on? They've got Richie in handcuffs for wire fraud because that while he was doing that he was selling people's names and addresses for identity theft because he owed so many people money he was behind on child support he was doing anything that he could and honestly this broke my heart because at the end we see that Kimberly is trying to fight for him still which okay stick by your man's side stick by your man she's trying to find him a lawyer she's like not leaving him but it like broke my heart because I was like oh because you could see that Richie was a good person doing bad things yes it was one of those things where he felt desperate and I was like, but you, uh, you were for a billionaire. Couldn't you just ask him to help you? I know. Heartbreaking. Yeah, it's just heartbreaking. So you see all these stories. I don't know who else. Oh, yeah, we see that JJ breaks it off with Christina. Christina's like heartbroken, but we don't care. Freaking Tina. Freaking Tina. We see Heidi finally figures out who really had sex with her husband. So she comes in to confront Alessandra, but Alessandra ain't there because she already left. She's like, bye. She's already left. So <laughs> I've done Heidi, the deed and I'm out. Yeah, so Heidi, we see her kind of get this closure of finally knowing what her husband did. And then Acknowledging that she knows a lot of it is her husband's fault. But, you know, she was angry when it comes in front of Alessandra. So we just see all these people. We see Edie, okay, who wasn't that big of a person. But she was stealing things throughout this whole entire book. And Chad was constantly covering for her. And we see her finally. Bibi. Bibi. Bibi was who was uh, in the clean staff. Yes, yeah, Edie for front desk. Edie was front yes. desk. BB was for the maid and she was helping working with Chad and we see her kind of have this full closure moment where she decides to go back to school for law. She's like, you know what? Stealing is not for me. She was stealing for her kids what she was doing. But she realized that that's not how she wants to teach her kids. She wants to show her kids that there's a better way at life. And so we just see all these people have a full character moment. It literally feels like you watched a season of a show. Yes. It is so good. It was like all these people, you just love them all. Yes. The way she writes, everything feels very descriptive, very lush. You truly get to feel like you're visualizing everything. Mm-hmm. You're there with these people and you literally, it feels like you met all these people. Yeah. And now I'm like, I want to know what happens next Yes. Summer. And also she does, okay, Eileen, Eileen. Yeah. She does such a great job of like, it feels like a vintage vibe, but it gives you modern essence throughout it because this is 21, 22. She's reading in it. She There's Snapchat. There's TikTok. There's all these, the, the words that they're using. You're like, okay, that's now. She mentions Ted Lasso. I don't know if you guys watch that show. I do, but like Ted Lasso, it's a new show. And so like, she's really sticking with the times, but like my overall thing, I'm going to give, I'm going to give four out of five keys just because, you know, case, just because um, I don't, I think we have read more intriguing books, but for the time that we read it, it was a quick read, I feel like. Yeah. It's literally a 400 page book. It feels pretty wow, thick. Wow. It yeah. felt quicker than that. Yeah. But it, exactly. It read really easily. And yeah, I would say definitely, I think I would give it a four as well because I really, I enjoyed the act of reading it. Like, yes. 
And it is so, it's just easy to get swept away. I feel mm. like with all the characters. Yeah. So we give this four keys. Four keys. And if you guys want to rate it, if you want to recommend it or whatever, if you want to recommend this book to someone, send them this podcast. Someone that, you know, maybe they don't like to read, but they want to know or you send them that. Or if you want to tell us what your rating is, just like Sadie said, go to our Instagram, our latest post. Put the five keys down below. We'll know what you're talking about. Yeah. We hope you guys like this. This was a kind of a longer episode. It was. I love it. Yeah, I hope you feel like you got the vibe of the book. And I hope that you're wrapping up the summer and that you're just enjoying all the final summer things before we go into fall and spooky season. Come on. We've got stuff for you for spooky season. We've got spooky ass coming your way. Get ready for it. But we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode and we will see you all next Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Thank you.